Hi there, my name is Melanie Greeno, and I am a broke, homeless, single mom turned seven-figure online CEO who is obsessed with helping people break free and create empires online. My mission is to show you how to transform your business, brand, and bank account into one that you love by becoming the CEO of your life and business, and of course, to master all things business, marketing, automation, and mindset. If you are an ambitious entrepreneur, coach, consultant, or marketer who is looking to create an impact and wants to fast track your success, then you can think of this as your one-stop shop for mentorship and coaching mixed with business and marketing CEO school. Show up and take notes so that you can accelerate your success and increase your profits with ease. This is the She's Creating an Empire podcast. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to today's podcast. I'm very excited. We have a guest speaker. Her name is Melanie Diesel. She is a keynote speaker, author, award-winning branded content creator, and a lifelong storyteller. Melanie is the author of the best-selling marketing and business communication book, The Content Fuel Framework, How to Generate Unlimited Story Ideas, and the founder of Story Fuel. Melanie spends her days giving keynotes and leading workshops that teach marketers, creators, and companies of all sizes how to create better content. Prior to founding Story Fuel, Melanie was the first editor of branded content at the New York Times, a founding member of HuffPost's brand storytelling team, and served as director of creative strategy for Time, Inc. Wow, that is quite a resume. Welcome, Melanie. Thanks for having me. Excited to, excited to talk, talk shop. Yeah, I'm really excited because, you know, as we were kind of talking in the green green room, the connection of being able to tell your story as an entrepreneur and actually gain the right kind of clients is so strong and so powerful. Our audience hears about it all day long, every day, but the way you do it's super unique. So before we dive into that, let's start yeah. off with who's Melanie Diesel and how did this <laughs> thing all come about? You're working for these huge corporations, obviously with, you know, some uh, influence, leading the charge there Tell me the transition. How did you become an entrepreneur? Oh my goodness. I always say that it all happened quite by accident. Not to say that there wasn't a ton of hard work and planning involved, but more so that this is not necessarily where I set out to end up. You know, it involved following a lot of opportunity and and being ready to capitalize on it. So I started out in journalism. I studied journalism uh, in college and always thought I would end up as a reporter in a newsroom somewhere. Um, But I saw the opportunity uh, that there was a need for my skills and experience in the marketing world uh, that, you know, as a journalist, I didn't view stories as something that were scarce, you know, to me, it was there's stories everywhere. And I realized that there was some tremendous value in being able to help teach brands and marketers how to find those stories and and tell them, you know, to their audience more effectively. A lot of us, I always say, we, we know who we are as a brand, but we have trouble communicating that to others uh, through the content that we create. And so, you know, I, uh, I started working at the brand content team at the Huffington Post and, and learned how to tell stories on behalf of brands there. We did, I, you know, I did some time at the, at the New York Times where I helped build out their brand storytelling team doing exactly the same, working with these big brands to, to tell their brand stories. Same thing for Time, Inc. And then you know, since I guess 2015 or so, I've been, uh, was out on my own, founder of Story Fuel, just kind of working more directly with brands to do exactly the same thing, help people figure out, you know, how to make their content represent who they are, how to share things that 
you know, really align with their business values and, and making sure that you're not just creating content for content's sake, but, you know, that this stuff is actually helping serve your business. Um, so that that's like the short, you know, the recap of uh, my journey there. But I think, um, and I'm sure we'll get more into this, the decision to go out on my own um, was one that was made, I think, slowly over time. And, and the idea you know, it was like a seed planted and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And finally was, you know, in the lucky financial position to be able to say, you know, it's time for me to, to make that leap and, and see if we can make this a reality. That is amazing. And I love that you reference your good jobs as doing time. I think that's funny, right? If you're out there right now and you've got a good job, because the reality is that sometimes when we're looking at becoming entrepreneurs, or like you said, it accidentally happens. I love mm -hmm. that you said that because I feel like majority of entrepreneurs don't wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's like yeah. you said, it's one door opening and you walking through that one door and saying yes to that one event or opportunity or that one person. And then you have the next one and the next one and it, you know, it kind of unfolds. But if you're out there and you're referencing your job is doing time, <clears throat> this is a good place for you to be, because I think that that is a really exciting um, energy to be able to utilize, to move into entrepreneurialism. So tell me a, a little bit about, you know, telling a story brand, because I think that oftentimes, you know, it's hard enough. I, I find with clients for them to nail down who they are, core values, what they stand for, what they stand against, you know, that just the simple things like the logo and the color and the stuff, which yeah. is like, like 1% of a brand, right? We know that mm -hmm. that's like 1%. Talk to me about um, them learning to tell their story through their brand. Tell just more about what that looks like. Yeah. So a lot of what I'm doing is, is teaching, you know, marketers or business owners, kind of how to be storytellers it, because in a lot of ways, you know, oftentimes you become an entrepreneur because you love a particular industry or product or, you know, service that you offer, not necessarily because you like talking about that product or service, right? That's sort of a different skill set. And we're not typically trained on how to do that, how to suddenly become a media company and, and film videos and write blogs and that's a space that a lot of times folks aren't comfortable with. I just want to do good work. I just want to meet my clients. I just want to serve, you know, and the idea of having to communicate that or, or build some sort of, you know, communication strategy around that can be super overwhelming. So a lot of it is just talking about some of the basic stuff that, you know, how we can kind of communicate, the different ways we can communicate with our audience, the different types of content that we can create and, and helping people to realize that, you know, creating content. And when I say content, I mean, writing an email to your audience, creating a blog for your audience, recording a video, everything you're doing on social media is content creation. You know, anytime you're intentionally communicating with your audience, generally speaking, that's probably falling into the content bucket and trying to figure out how do we, you know, if I know who I am, what is it that I should share to help other people understand who we are? If I know my, my brand values, you know, our products, our services, like you can't just post your price list every day. You know, you can't just, uh, you know, sit and wait for folks to come to you. So how do you create content that's going to align with, you know, those values and, and attract the right audience, reach the right audience and hopefully help them, you know, stick around. So it's really a different process for, for every company that I work with. Um, but oftentimes we're really focused on a particular channel. So if, for example, you know, your audience is on Instagram or really likes, 
you know, live video or really likes LinkedIn or whatever the case may be, we're going to focus on trying to figure out if we know our audience is in this place, how can we tell stories of this kind or in this place, you know, in a way that's going to help us communicate with them. So finding that where is your audience is usually the first question you want to make sure you know the answer to. Yeah, the which which uh, pond to even fish in, right? Because I think exactly. that oftentimes it's like spring bullets or, you know, trying to hit a target that's not actually, uh, you know, focused. And so now you're doing all of this work that made like, for example, for me, there's platforms that are very powerful and there's a mm-hmm. lot of engagement, communication. I love that you said communication. A lot of markers miss this part. It's actual mm-hmm. communication. We're talking with and to and hearing our clients. We're not just, you know, posting stuff and hoping that they'll get it or buy it's communication. And so, you know, knowing that those platforms that you can really hone in on. And the other thing that I think is extremely powerful, and you maybe obviously didn't run into this with the big companies, but with smaller entrepreneurs, especially if they're startup businesses, first three years, you know, your social media, your communication, your blog, your podcast is not there to just go one way, communicate. The Mm -hmm. key is flipping that story back so that they answer questions so that they comment. And eventually that you can actually move them onto your email list where you can really build a relationship. And you have no idea how many, I actually literally built a CEO school because I was so frustrated. These entrepreneurs would come along. They have no email list. They have no lead capture. There's no, I'm just like, what is going on? You know, because that's really where that communication can happen. So as far as, you know, so I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm listening to this and I'm like, okay, so I know that my audience is, let's say on, I don't know, Instagram and this is the big, two big ones, Facebook and Instagram. When I mean big ones, I mean 7 billion people. Um, So, I mean, TikTok's a whole nother beast. But um, when it comes to, you know, I know now where I'm going to be posting. I I have an idea of what I want to sell or what kind of um, audience I'm trying to attract. Tell me about, do you have a story framework? Do you have something Mm -hmm. that you would go through to give them a real takeaway from today's episode? Guys, get your pen and paper handy (laughs) because I know that she knows exactly how to help you guys create a simple story post that would allow for you to communicate in a way that's going to actually create relationship and engagement. So in the book, uh, in my, my book, The Content Feel Framework, I lay out a whole, you know, a whole framework for you to come up with hundreds of content ideas, but we'll focus on one area today that I think will work for every kind of business. Uh, and this includes if you yourself are your business, right? Because some of us are selling services or, you know, a, a lifestyle that, that is represented by us rather than a specific product, right? So uh, I want you to think about history as a focus. And I know that seems strange, but I think sometimes as marketers, as business owners, we are so focused on what's coming next, the next launch, the next topic, the next product, that we really forget that there is so much value in what has already happened. So I want you to think of a way that you can share something that has happened in the past that is illustrating your brand values. So an example might be talking about your origin story. How did you get into this business? What was what was the inspiration for the product? What was the, the background that, that brought you to where you are now? What is a, a, you could talk about the background of someone else on your team. If you have a team, you could talk about the origin story of your company. You could talk about your first client and what you learned from that experience. The mission is really to say, 
what is something from the past that has already happened, you know, looking back beyond like yesterday, right? Looking back as far as you can to say, how can I show people the progress that we've made and where, where we've come from? That is just one example of the different types of focuses you can put in your content that are not directly saying, here's my product, go buy it, but helping to build that story, build that connection, help them understand who you are, where you've come from and what matters to you most. I love that. The no like trust factor and like actually, I think telling your story from a history standpoint reminds you of why you're mm-hmm. doing what you're doing. And, you know, it keeps it in front of you because oftentimes we call it the middle mile, right? You get started as an entrepreneur, you launched your business, usually the middle mile is somewhere between, you know, nine, 10 months and two years where you're like, okay, I've started this thing. It's going, you may be getting paid and you may not. A lot of entrepreneurs really don't even understand the profit first model, knowing how to pay mm-hmm. themselves first. Um, and then they hit this wall of like, you know, that moment where you have to overcome whether it's, you know, you know, I, gosh, I work with people that they can't figure out the marketing or they feel like they can't, it won't click in their brain mm-hmm. or they're, they've screwed up the finances because they forgot to put the taxes back or, you know, <laughs> all the little things that happen. And if you're out there and you're a brand new entrepreneur, trust me, no one goes unscathed. Everyone gets <laughs> to pay the price. It's just, is what it is. True. Right. So, so, um, but being able to share that with your audience. And I think that there's a, you know, it can be a happy share and sometimes it can be a a heart share, you know, like, Hey, I learned this thing in my first year of business, just wanted to share with you guys so you can avoid the same mistake. That kind of vulnerability can really allow for people to see you as human instead of just a brand or a company, right? I love, I interviewed the CEO of Hint Water and her, she's amazing, by the way, if you have a chance to listen to that episode, but she talked a lot about how when she launched her first company or her water company, no one believed in her. The Coca-Cola executives told called her sweetheart, told her to go home. Uh, like she was turned down 150 ways to Sunday and she just kept going. And now she has a $150 million water company that she's the CEO and founder of. Right. So yeah. it's like, I love that, you know, overcoming. So tell me like, okay, so we've got we've got your book, which means you've Mm -hmm. actually, you know, uh, have been training people on this for a while. I personally, am going to go buy it. I'm also going to put in the show (laughs) notes so you guys can go get it because for real, this is the number one skill set you can develop as an entrepreneur. And I'm sorry, but if you're raising kids, if you're married, if you can't sell people on you every day in a good way, share who you are, have them know what's going on for you, be able to connect with them and connect back with them. You know, nothing is going to run really well, really well in your life. So I really, I really encourage you to go get the book, but also, you know, as you're storytelling and as you're stepping out to do this, you know, everyone's got that imposter syndrome, especially Mm -hmm. new entrepreneurs. Like who am I to be talking about my first client? Who am I to be talking about the fact that I have a business or any of that. Um, did you ever experience that Melanie or, or if you did or not, that's fine. But how do you overcome those challenges in your business? Oh yeah. I mean, this, this particular example I'll share is from before my time as an entrepreneur, but I think anyone who tells you they didn't experience, uh, 
any kind of imposter syndrome is is lying to you um, or is not challenging themselves enough is, is probably the truth. Um, I When I was at the New York Times, uh, I was the first editor of branded content there and it was very entrepreneurial in nature. Like I was, there was uncharted territory. You know, this was a job that had never been done before. It didn't exist. I was building up a team that they had never had. So there was a very sort of entrepreneurial uh, spirit to the team. And I so many times had these moments where I was like, I'm 24 years old. Who gave me permission to, you know, interview and hire people? Like, this is only my second job. You know, I'm controlling hundreds of thousands of dollars in monthly, monthly budget. I'm in meetings with, you know, giant companies like Goldman Sachs, you know, and Google. And I'm like, who who okayed this? Like something. Do they know I need supervision? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I think a big, a big thing that helped me, and I've repeated this so many times, the best advice that I ever got, and I, I wish I could remember where I heard it, um, was that, you know, you don't have to be the best in the world at something to add value. You, when you need your car fixed, you don't go looking for the best mechanic in the entire world. When you need a haircut, you don't go looking for, you know, the best stylist in the entire world. You need someone who has the right things and knows a little bit more than you. You could still add a ton of value, even if you only know a little bit more than someone else. And I bet it's easier to admit that you know a little bit more than someone else. So knowing that that is still valuable allows you to kind of give yourself a little bit more grace and realize, I don't have to be the world's leading expert. I don't have to be the best ever. I don't have to know the answer to every question. I just need to be one step ahead so I can let them know which way to go. And I think that that, you know, it's, it's a something that I've still remind myself to this day. And I think it's, it's so helpful to know, you know, people don't expect you to be the best ever. They don't expect you to know everything there is to know. They just need a little bit of guidance. So you know, it's okay to, to feel that. I think that's a, you know, feeling that is a good reminder that you are challenging yourself in new ways, that you are stretching your capabilities. As long as you don't let it prevent you from adding the value that you can, then I think it's okay to, to hold on to that feeling and take it as a sign that you're, you're doing something worth doing. I love that. I think that that is something that you can tuck away in your notes and put it somewhere where you can actually remind yourself of it, because here's the reality. You're all going to experience it at some point or another. Some of you much more intensely Mm -hmm. than others, and that's okay. Usually the bigger thing you're stepping out to do, the harder it is, right? Because you're like, ah, you know, it's outside Mm -hmm. of your comfort zone. I want to take a plug for those of you right now that may be starting your journey or have been on your journey for a while and you do not have a super supportive network. I talk to entrepreneurs all the time that they step out to do something and literally the people around them are the being the voice of reason. So they say, you know, being realistic. Um, But really what they are being is undermining, you know, calculated, pulling you down, trying to get you to doubt yourself. Like that stuff is going to actually happen. And it, and it can happen from people that are close to you, people that, you know, what you would call a loved one, or it can happen from, you know, employees that, you know, like, uh, what do you call those peers in the job place? But the reality is that when you decide to step out and you're going to go do this thing and you realize you don't have to be the best in the world, like Melanie said, and you can step out in baby steps and serve the people that need you at the time that you have the knowledge that you need it. That's exactly what they need. You nailed it. 
also recognize you have to close your mind tightly to anything that comes against your dream. And that can be really difficult, especially when you're new and especially if it's somebody close to you. So I just want to let you guys know, you know, I've been there, done that throughout my career you know, had people speaking into my life that really didn't deserve a voice, but they had one anyways. Now they don't, but they used to. Uh, So I just wanted to give you guys permission to believe in yourself and to believe that, you know, you can learn, right? There's things on your journey that you're going to get started and you're going to be like, oh my God, I didn't even know I needed to know that. Um, But don't worry, because when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And so, you know, just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Now, Melanie, I know that, you know, Story Fuel is not your only entrepreneurial endeavor. (laughs) You've just recently uh, launched and founded a company. Tell us about it. I want to know all the details. Yeah. So, you know, this is a kind of the furthering of the broader mission of what I'm working on. And a lot of my work with marketers with with business owners with entrepreneurs is really about helping them to thrive right like we want the more you can tell your story the more you're going to attract clients you're going to get the right folks on your team hopefully build your business and increase your chances of 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 staying alive and in many ways that's not the only problem and sometimes not even the biggest problem that independent businesses are facing many times it's more immediate financial challenges of being a small business owner being an entrepreneur so My husband and I founded a company and and two of our friends as well uh, called The Convoy. So theconvoy.com. And essentially what we're doing is pooling the buying power of these independent business owners, independent, you know, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and negotiating discounts on all the tools and services that you need to run your business. So it's it's a, a free service for independent businesses to just log on and say, you know, Sure, I may just be a solopreneur or I may only have one storefront location, but I know that collectively with my fellow entrepreneurs, with my fellow you know, neighbors and small business owners, we have a lot of power together. And so for us as the convoy, we're negotiating on your behalf to get you those bulk rates, you know, combining you with your like-minded folks um, to give you those rates. And so just a tangible example is, you know, if you are using Zoom for your company or, or using Canva. Um, we have discounts available that you can log in and claim to get a discounted subscription because, you know, within our network, we have lots of members who are claiming it. So you all can get the group rate, even if you wouldn't have qualified on your own. So really just trying to help those businesses, you know, not just be able to tell their story, but be around as long as possible to continue telling it. I love that. And in this day and age with inflation, I mean, we know inflation doubles every 10 years and yet yet we're still shocked by it, which is amazing. (laughs) People like, have you seen inflation? I'm like, um, inflation's been happening forever. That's why we teach you (laughs) to increase your income. Like, I don't know what's Mm -hmm. happening here, but anyways, if if you're not aware, inflation is not new. Um, so you do need to be able to keep your income up with what's going on in the world. Um, but I will tell you guys what Melanie just said is super powerful. So for example, example, we put together a deal for Zoom. I would not recommend anybody ever does that. I think that going to your service is 100% better. But just to give you guys an idea of what kind of discounts are available, like it can be like 30, 40, 50%. And sometimes it's only $10 a month. But let me tell you, $10 a month over 10 years ends up being quite a bit of money. And and that's all money. You guys know me, that's all money that can go in the market (laughs) and be compounded at 3% a day, you know, so you want to make sure that you're keeping as much 
much as possible. You guys, it's not about how much money you make. I know that the world's going to tell you that, that you need to make more, 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 more. The reality is you must know your numbers as a CEO. You guys know that I'm, you know, all about tracking data and knowing numbers and the, the ability to cut your costs by even 200, mm -hmm. $500 a month compounded over five or 10 years, if you want to stay in business is a lot of money. And if you think about what you can do with that money and where you can put it super, super powerful. And what an amazing service, Melanie, for entrepreneurs, because did you know, I'm sure you did, but they mm -hmm. don't know that they can even get these discounts. They don't even know that they're available to them. No. Yeah. And it's, it's so tough. You know, like we were saying as a, as an entrepreneur or a small business owner, like you have so much on your plate. You don't have time to be digging around and trying to save $5 here or there. But at the same time, you need to be able to save that money. Every dollar that you're reinvesting in your business, in your employees, in yourself, in your community, like that makes a huge difference, especially as you said, compounded over time. So what we're trying to do is twofold. Like one, we're collecting a lot of discounts in one place to hopefully save you time and make it easier for you to claim those discounts that you're entitled to. But we're also trying to help you, you know, negotiate on some of the bigger things. So, you know, if there's a number of you that need, I don't know, a, a laser printer or you need an, I don't know, an x-ray machine or you need, you know, some other uh, salon chair, you know, whatever it is that you need, these, these big supplies, you should be able to get discounts on those things too. Because again, your combined power, the, the power that you all have when you work together with one another, when you form your own supportive community is so unbelievably valuable. And so really just trying to empower that to, to help you, you know, get, get the same benefits that all these chains and, you know, national, national corporations are getting because the difference that many of you are making in the world is so important. And we want to do everything we can to support the folks who are making those differences at a, at a local and community level, especially. I love that. That's so awesome. And you guys think about this, you know, one of the things that we do, Melanie, I don't know if you're aware is we actually work with, um, saving girls and women in India. And we've actually mm -hmm. rescued 6,500, almost 7,000 now actually. And there's 15 acres there and they're put through all kinds of, you know, psychological help and physical help. And we school them and then put them back in the communities where they can thrive. And we have about 2000 kids in slum schools. And so there's a lot going on. You guys think about this, what she just said, $14 a month feeds a family of four, right? Mm -hmm. Putting a kid through school, $50. And that's including all their food, their stay, their clothes, everything. So you save $50. Some of you want to be doing more. You don't know what to do and you don't even know where you're going to get the money to do it, which is crazy because you guys understand I work with entrepreneurs that do a hundred thousand, $200,000 a year in their small businesses. I've worked with, you know, fortune 100, 200, 300 companies, uh, working with their CEOs, coaching them. And I'll tell you right now, most of them get in a financial crutch. Most of them are struggling and barely making that profit where they can go out and then do the things that they started the business in the first place to be able to do. Right. So yes. it's like, I, I love that you're doing that. So awesome. Now tell me like, as far as you know, these guys are, they're listening to you. They want to learn how to tell mm -hmm. a story. They can grab your book. Of course they can run over and uh, it's convoy.com. Right. You said theconvoy.com yeah convoy.com very important put the the in front of it um but you guys you know go find her but melanie what would you say to you know anyone listening who just needs a word of encouragement on their journey like maybe things are going well maybe they're up and down all over the place or you know they're just waiting for that next shoe to drop give them a little piece of advice in closing here 
I just want you to think about the fact that your story matters. Uh, you, you have learned things, you have experienced things, you know, you know things that others don't. Even again, if it's only a little step ahead, you have value to add to the world. And it's important to me, and it should be important to you that you're able to share that value with others. So please keep on telling your story, keep finding new ways to tell your story. And if you need any help, head over to storyfuel.co and there's lots of free resources. There's some you know, worksheets and workbooks. You can check out the, the book, uh, the Content Fuel Framework on how to come up with ideas, but please do not stop telling your story because the world needs your story. I love that. I remember when I was very, well, I, you, you might not know my history, but I was a broke homeless single mom living in a woman's shelter, got a little uh, subsidized housing. That's how I started my journey. So if you guys are out there and feel like you failed, don't worry. <laughs> so it's, it's fine. You'll be fine. Um, but there was a poem that said, you know, I read it and you guys will probably know the poem, poem but it was, who are you not to be? fabulous, mm -hmm. full of light, right? It's that poem about being a child of God. You, you, be, you acting small does not serve the world. And so I love, Melanie, that you're encouraging that storytelling and allowing their light to shine, like their experiences, their individual unique uh, flavor and what they bring to the world is utterly important. Guys, we do not exist in a siloed world. We cannot exist like an, you know, a person on an island unconnected from those around us. We do best as humans in community, especially when we're being our, our authentic selves. So Melanie, I want to say kudos to you for obviously a identifying that B helping people like actually be okay with telling their story and empowering them to know that they are special and important. And thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you for letting me share my story. I'm excited. Okay, guys, you heard it from her. You know where to go. Obviously, it's all going to be in the show notes. And we know that we want to hear from you. We actually want your feedback. So leave a comment, share, download, do the thing. We know that if you go on social media and tag us, we can go find you and actually start to communicate you. So tag Melanie, tag me, and we will make sure to get back to you as soon as we can. We'll talk soon. Bye.